This is the EPLOG audio experience. Seeds of new ideas, new thoughts, new approaches are sown as we enter the new year. In this festive special of Voice of Achievers, we revisit some of the most practical, thoughtful and experiential advice from stalwarts across the management, HR and leadership space across industries. So, we've combined and blended some of the best excerpts, leadership and managerial advice from CXOs and thought leaders across industries, bringing alive the perfect mold for you to revisit some of the best practices and examine and examine some approaches as you step up and sow the seeds to level up as leaders, managers, CXOs and people. So, get ready, brace yourselves and dive into these 18 pressing questions and answers and words of wisdom from these thought leaders. You definitely don't want to miss this one. common qualities of a CEO? We asked Siddharth Vaze, who's interviewed multiple CEOs on his show, The CXO's Chair, and who's a coach and mentor himself. Um, three qualities that I've noticed in all of the guests that have been on the show. Um, I will start first with self-awareness. Hmm. If anything, they're the first ones to admit that this is a subject matter or this is an area that I'm not very familiar with or I'm not comfortable with. And you will have to break it down for me like you're explaining it to a six-year-old. Nice. Now, to have that humility in somebody who's, held it, who's heading a you know, 500 crore company or a 1,000 crore company is very, very reassuring to see. The second one, I believe, is a sense of self-belief that they have. Hmm. Again, it's not, and a lot of people have this perception that, oh, you know, what exactly does a CEO do or what exactly does a founder do? Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what is the tangible outcome of their job description. Hmm. And what I would like to say to them is that the the CEOs probably have gone through more failures and more disappointments uh, and more projects that have not worked than the majority of people. Right. And the reason why they've done that is because they've tried more things than most people. And they don't avoid, you know, taking a chance on something that has never been done before. Mm. So when you talk about self-belief, their self-belief comes from, okay, even if I don't know something, I will figure it out. Or I know somebody that will help me figure it out. Three or my, my, my third top skill is even if I turn down the volume on my talk shows, especially if it's a, you know, it's a visual talk show, people can tell that that person is a leader. Nice. Just, and you talked about non-verbals as well. And we talk about the terminology of an executive presence. Right. People can tell even without them opening their mouths to speak that this is somebody who is a leader of either a team or an organization. This is a lovely point, uh, Siddharth. <laughs> Thank you. And it's, and it's one of those intangible skills, right? That you can't really teach. You can't really put your finger on it because is it, is it eye contact? Is it body language? Is it communication style? Is it positive energy? Um, is it their competence level? Is it, is it their educational level? I would probably say it's a combination of all of the above. Now, when presenting, sharing, pitching, can you prepare better by anticipating questions. 
here public speaker and director walchand group and dale carnegie india md sanjay jha shares some of his valuable insights and thoughts on this one that whenever you go for an interview you should be able to create your own faqs hmm. what are the frequently asked questions in which you can add those that might be surprising hey, which is the last book you read what do you think about the ukraine problem uh, do you believe leaders are born or made uh, you know you know there, there can be a question on uh, what happened if you were the prime minister of india what were the three things you would do so you know it's all about basically preparation includes anticipation you got to be ready for uh, unexpected question but you anticipate them so i also believe that one of the honesty elements in an interview or a q and a right is you can be honest enough to say i, I, I can't answer that or i don't want to answer it because i'm not sure right. or you just say i don't know yeah. you know the, the problem with us is that we create such an image of ourselves we're human we make mistakes we screw up it's okay it's cool right so you may ask what are the early signs of a leader how can you find one or better still how can you become one let's hear what harjeet khanduja the vphr at reliance geo has to say so when somebody when you find somebody who has that much conviction of believing in something hmm. or driving something so we call that if somebody can get things done hmm. chances are that you can bet on that person because if you give a vision to that person that person can deliver things nice now for delivering things what you need is one is your own drive and second is are you able to connect with people and align those people to the vision how do you connect with people one is are you able to communicate and second is are you able to empathize with people uh, these are the three things which i would say those should be your sweetest spot you can identify those people and develop them now why do people trust some people or buy from them versus the others listen to this personal touching story when lessons of trusts and bonds building were heard or learned when walking down the roads selling agarbattis and sambar powder by raman and ramanathan former and first mission director of the atal innovation mission as he walked by the lane with his father and then he i have been with him you know on the road seeing all that he is doing and the positivity with which he approached you know he was the smartest dress agarbatti salesman in town lovely you know he is and and i used to walk with him and i could not sell anything at that time but he would just go and interact with the customers they were all like they used to love talking to him right so i realized his sales pitch was not selling the product it was selling the friendship you know the friendship that they the bond that was created that was what was making them buy it people don't buy you know just because it is commercially valuable or they are making maximum bank if they like the person with whom you are interacting you will buy anything from them right so and that was a friendship which is two way sometimes my father used to just give away free to to all those guys you know just let's say you know some festival is there or some uh, occasion is there he'll say no no take this uh, 10 packets free for uh, from my side so uh, the point that i'm making is 
that you have to be open to opportunities that present themselves now trusting some people is one thing but building trust is another so as leaders managers people managers how do you actually build that trust in your teams check out what serial entrepreneur leadership coach and ceo of talent predicts uk james has to say uh, it was the part of the jubilee celebrations and i i i happened to have end up in a conversation with an individual who ran a property business and you know and he was saying oh I'm, i don't quite know whether or not I, I, you know my people are as productive at home as they are at work yeah exactly said, well, what, what what i said what makes you think that yeah. um and and have you got data to show that yeah. and 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 i think often there's a kind of a, specifically amongst the older generations often there's this notion that everyone has to kind of be in the office and be around you and you can yeah. see them and you know hear them and that sort of thing in order for you to trust them and i think we need to change that mindset we need to have that mindset that we need to um you know give out our trust to people and and then if they if they breach that trust if they break that trust then clearly we need to have that conversation with them that direct conversation but most people if you set and it's it goes back to um you probably come across the pygmalion effect i don't know if 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 your listeners would have though but the pygmalion effect um or the self fulfilling prophecy is if if you set positive beliefs yeah and if you set um you know kind of a, a tone of strong trust in the organization generally people are going to live up to that people are going to you know um uh, 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 respond positively and try their best to do a good job yes yes so is there a formula or can there be a formula to have better conversations better interactions or perhaps even becoming better leaders so let's hear what it takes especially in a hybrid world here's what author entrepreneur and coach vandana saxena and pvr ceo gautam datta have to say okay great question and it doesn't matter whether you're online or offline the advantage of being offline is that you can feel you can sense mm-hmm. much more but if you're intuitive online you can sense just as much i promise you so the equation is time multiplied by the quality of interaction is proportional to the transformation caused now to make that very simple remember when you were back at school think about your favorite teacher who taught the class went so quickly you were engaged you were interactive and one hour disappeared do you have the ability to get in and make a difference do you think differently do you own a problem i think that makes you differentiated getting into an industry is is always easier yeah. but do you sort of do you have it in you to make an impact if the mind is always working on saying well i've joined uh, you could join as a bartender or a or a server or a manager but i always often ask my people only one thing am i a man operations manager or am i a turnaround manager so the moment you drop operations and put turn around your mind works differently uh, there are people who work at a restaurant and there are people who want to change the trajectory of business uh, in a restaurant let me give you a small story there were three people 
uh, chiseling on a piece of stone. Mm. So a person like me or you went to him, the first one, and said, what are you doing? So he said, Dikhnera patthar todam. I said, okay, okay, perfect. He goes to the next one. He said, aap kya kar rahe hain? Mm. So he says, main murti bana rahe hain. Ram ki murti bana rahe he goes to the third person. He said, Aap kya kar rahe? He said Main mandir bana. Mm. So the work is the same. Mm. It's, it's how you look at it. A lot of people are stuck between the first and the second at best. They forget the third. And if we begin to own a problem as an entrepreneur, your mind works very differently. Now the thing is, that as people, managers, as leaders, we may not always be right. Or just as Sanjay mentioned, we may screw up. What if leaders are faced with difficult scenarios, difficult conversations, or are just simply triggered? How do you handle that as a manager or as a possible leader? Listen to Jill Sheldaker, an intercultural practitioner, and Partha Nyong, CEO and co-founder, Vantage Circle. As a leader and within your team, everyone needs to start from a place of assuming good intentions. So for example, I'm doing some work such and such, and I see some, someone is calling me, someone from my team, and immediately my head explodes. What time of day is it? What kind of, this person thinks it's acceptable, it's respectful to call me at this time of day. Like some, some action or behavior has triggered me and has started to create this pattern. Um, because in my understanding, in my preference, in my culture, this is unacceptable behavior. Right. We start with good intentions. So start with a playful curiosity, if you will. Person is calling me, they're from the office. Why is this person calling me? It must be something really, really, really important. Mm. Okay, so I take the call. At least I'm minimizing my reaction to some extent. Now, once you know, once you get on the call and you start to, okay, was it something that was really important? What was going on? Is there a need? Wasn't there a need, etc.? At least you're in a more neutral state to yeah. assess the situation. How you view the world. Okay, for example, initially, I could never understand why people not respond to mails. Hmm. Okay, if you don't want, don't, you say, I'm not interested. Okay, sorry. And some people would be like interacting with you and then suddenly they will go silent. Right, right. Why? Yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But, you know, there are reasons why people do that. It's very difficult for many people to say no. To say no, right. Okay, so, 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 so they are being polite in a way. But then I also think, I think that the lens which we are viewing them with, I am viewing it with my lens. I was very organized, okay? And I would respond to mails. But not everyone is like that, okay? And what is their responsibility to you to answer your mail, right? These were the uh, some of the learnings which happened as in like open to all viewpoints which are there. People are different. Don't judge, yeah. not judge as a sense. Don't expect people to behave in the same way that you are behaving. Now, leaders make choices and take decisions on a daily basis. So they're bound to make those judgments. Why is perspective important? How can they embrace perspectives to become better versions of themselves? Listen to these wonder women 
Jill Sheldaker, an intercultural practitioner, Vandana Saxena Poria, entrepreneur, author and coach, and Bindu Vinodhan, an HR veteran, trainer, coach and social entrepreneur, drop these truth bombs while giving us these practical insights and tips to level up as leaders and people. You know, when a conflict has happened and suddenly it's emotionally charged, it becomes more difficult for certain cultures to manage that conflict. Um, the one that I work with most in the Indian context is, again, separating the person from the idea. Lovely. So people tend to, to really lovely. attach themselves yeah. to something. And so they have to understand that when when feedback or constructive criticism comes, it's not about you, but it's about the idea or the pro or or the situation, and how taking those small pieces of input can actually enhance the overall idea. We talk about examining things that are going on. I talk about examining nice. inside us, right? So understand your heritage, then examine. So who am I today and what do I want to be for the world? And the third thing to do is to interact with as many people as possible and understand as many worldviews as possible. Yeah, so you cannot be inclusive unless you have, you are very clear about some of your own blocks, yeah? unless you clear your own blocks. Yeah. So when we feel something but are saying something else, it doesn't work, you know. So especially organizations who are doing inclusion and diversity uh, and uh, all of these need to know that the first step is to work again on the inner game and to let people know and be aware of. And it's not right or wrong. We all grow up in a certain way. We have life experiences. And therefore, we may have blocks that we may we are not aware of. Right. We may have lenses of looking at the world, which for us is the world. So the ability to understand, oh, this is a lens. This is my lens. Oh, there are other lenses. All of that is important to know. Now, whether you're a leader in your organization, entrepreneurs or intrapreneurs in all that you do, what are the things that you need to really up that A game? Here practical takeaways from Make My Trip Group CHRO, Yuvraj Srivastava, Wonder Woman and India's first woman sports channel founder, Kanti Suresh, and Manu Segal, Director General Staffing at ADECO India. As they talk about prioritization, dealing with people behavior, what can and cannot be taught at institutes, the importance or the relevance of community or leading the younger generation. The upcoming leaders are Gen Z. People can be different, right? In one organization, you can work with very, very different set of people. You hmm. work with European company, you may have to work with a very different set of people. You work with the American multinational, you'll have a very different set of people you'll be interacting with. You work with Indians, it'll be a very different set of people. And this does not really get taught anywhere. You know, cultural nuances can be taught. But how people dynamics play out in the organization is not taught. You need to really learn this and you need to have keen observation. You need to have keen understanding of the human behavior. You need to understand the 
keen drivers of people what really motivates somebody else to do something what basically derails somebody's behavior all these areas are something what you learn on the job personality types can be taught at the institutes right but how the personalities manifest their behavior at the workplace can never be taught and that only comes with an with an experience you know other thing uh, is what is not taught is the prioritization organizations are very dynamic if you get stuck to your own priority list hmm. and you are not syncing your priority with the priority of your stakeholders priority of your organization then you are not delivering to anyone neither you are delivering to yourself nor you are delivering to the organization nor you are delivering to the stakeholders so prioritization again with a changing set of scenarios the changing set of demand changing set of market ecosystem again changes and you only learn at the workplace uh, you know that 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 what how you need to really prioritize entrepreneurship cannot work or cannot do anything on defined timelines right you know is even if you have let's say a community where you need to reach out to you need to make an effort to meet to talk yeah. to connect and uh, find a common ground now that itself is a challenge uh, in entrepreneurship i have not been able to really do that and i don't know how many entrepreneurs have been successfully doing it it sounds like a fantastic idea because at least you realize that you're not the only one who's facing all these you know challenges in the mind right. uh, and it doesn't matter every entrepreneur goes through these ups and downs it's a good feeling to know that everybody is in the same situation and there would be many inspirational stories coming out there which you know even an entrepreneur needs to be inspired yeah. to keep doing better and better they are yeah they are sometimes impulsive right uh, they're very quick in taking decisions and uh, moving on right so that's one uh, you know when you have such kind of a workforce managing that workforce with all the people tools and technology that the organization would have built over the years and making sure that these people tools and technology the three pillars uh, the organization runs on uh, you know is working in uh, tangent with each other are able to make those dynamic and quick changes so that we are uh, like i said we we stay relevant and it's not only young but also very very diverse right uh, the kind of workforce that is coming in is very diverse along with uh, along with it being challenging it's also very exciting because right. it keeps you on the toes makes uh, sure that you are curious to find more it makes sure that you're constantly learning it's interesting that those are the exciting times right now all said and done what is that one thing that leaders must embrace if they really need to move above and far beyond their own capabilities here these words blended deep rooted in spirituality yet practical insights and advice listen to hr veteran and influencer gautam ghosh pvr ceo gautam datta and organizational development and training veteran Bindu Vinodhan as they talk about what you must let go what you must embrace and what is it that you must dive into as you build yourself for leadership positions the bad boss is like the archetype uh, hari sadu uh, nokri ads and 
or the office uh, tv series huh because most people who get into manager level and this is something that uh, is reflects both on hr as well as organizations are not really equipped to be managers of people it's a different uh, skill set it goes against our very nature as human beings hmm. we like to do things on our own we don't like to relinquish control a manager has to relinquish control whereas the, man- the manager's default tendency is to you know seek control more and that is now you know all the way and that's the way the first line employee gets promoted he tries he or she tries to become that person how that person behaves because i think it's 90% people think this is the way to be a manager right and then as the line progresses and suddenly you you find you hit yourself a wall because the organization is saying no these are not the behaviors we want okay uh, you know the story about why do we break a coconut before a good job no okay the story goes that a coconut is like a face if you ever see a coconut it has two eyes bilkul, one bilkul. nose ha, ha, ha. it has a hair yeah so uh, for, before you start any work mm. be a production of a movie you buy a new house a new shop anything you you do puja and the last thing you do is to break the coconut the significance of breaking the coconut is that coconut is like yourself your ego your ego oh, lovely so it says now i surrender my ego because i know what i could do as a human is to put the shop or put the script together get the stars but for it to be successful i need your blessings oh god i need your blessings yeah and here i am i surrender my ego to you so i think your ability to surrender your ego build on tenacity focus on hard work and play every ball on its merit one by one uh, just hope that you're at the right place at the right time there are no formulas honestly i do not believe in formulas yeah. what may work for you may not work for me i have realized that hr can or lnd can play a beautiful catalyst role and that role is to awaken or ignite the fire within and help people see the inner game Yeah. No the inner game I mean is that there's so many questions in life that at every stage we face and these are beautiful stages where you know by providing a very nice environment where people can explore these questions where people can understand who I am what am I here for you know people, there's a big words called purpose and all that I'm not going to use that you know just simple simple there are more than uh 7.9 or so billion people on this planet much right. much more than that yet not one dna is similar to the other yeah which means each one of us was created so beautifully unique mm-hmm. yeah but we still want to be somebody else right i mean there must be a reason that we were designed and created to be unique there is no one like us on this planet and i always think there must be a reason right why we've been sent here and so exploring that and mm-hmm. finding what we are here for and what we can do better than anybody else in the world what are our strengths and in, in fact many a time 
I call strengths as gifts, you know, just to know the gifts that we have been born with, that we can do. It comes to us so easy. What are those? Yeah. As the year progresses and the days go by, while you plan to stick by those resolutions and walk, run or sprint towards your goals of embracing leadership, the managerial and the CXO level positions that you always dreamt of, may these gems of advices be with you. May your own perspectives and experiences flesh the best out of you and may the power and the peace behold you. Keep learning, keep growing and keep listening to Voice of Achievers as we bring to you some more interesting stories in even more interesting and exciting new formats in the months and weeks to come. This is me, Yashika, signing off. Voice of Achievers on EP Log Media and any of your favorite podcast streaming apps.